0: This episode of the Quest for Quality podcast is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. To receive a special discount code for 15% off of your first order, email tim at inboundpodcasting.com. Welcome to to the Quest for Quality podcast with keynote speaker, Joe Higgins.
1: In terms of Quest for Quality, this is really about... Living a quality life, having a quality career, if you always aim for quality in your life, you will almost always find success at some point in the longer term.
0: For decades, Joe Joe has shared his quest for quality message with thousands of business professionals across the country. Some of you may know our keynote speaker. I would tell you he's a legend in the industry, and it's great to see him back with us. I've had the privilege and honor of introducing some very famous speakers to you. They were all great speakers and showed you how a winning attitude brings success. But our next speaker is even better. Joe Higgins has walked in our shoes. Joe's the only speaker in our history that we've invited to talk to us two years in a row. The Quest for Quality podcast presents a universal message under the umbrella of four areas of Joe's unprecedented experience and expertise. Leadership. Building healthy teams. Customer service,
1: understanding the American economy. I'm trying to let people get that message that it's taken me you know, 40 years to learn. I've had a lot of experience, I've gone through major levels of, of an organization, have trained and worked with and supervised thousands of people over my career and created leaders at, at the Whirlpool Corporation today that are running the company. So hopefully what I bring here in this thing is allowing people to live a better life and a better quality of life. Welcome back to the Quest for Quality with Joe Podcast.
0: I'm Tim Edwards from the Inbound Podcasting Network, and today we're putting the wraps on Joe's series on the current state and future of the American economy. We have covered topics such as the health of the GDP, the housing market, the differences between the unemployment rate and the real unemployment rate. We've also discussed some of the myths surrounding our national debt the New American Industrial Revolution, and a lot more. If you have not had a chance to listen to episodes two through four, we recommend you do so. Of course, there is much, much more to discuss on this topic, and we will be producing additional podcasts on the American economy as time marches on. But one thing we haven't covered yet, Joe, is the impact technology has on the U.S. economy.
1: Well, let me, let me take you back to... Uh... Just to reiterate some things I said in the last podcast, I talked about manufacturing, jobs coming back to America as being a huge sector. And that's phase one of the American industrial revolution, uh, jobs coming back to America, manufacturing. Phase two was energy. So those are two giant sectors in the American economy. Technology is the third wave. So phase one, phase two, this is phase three. And as I look out 10 years from now, between now and 2025, technology is going to have a massive impact On where we're at, because this this is gigantic. Let's talk about what's happening. If you look at CES this year, the CES show up in Las Vegas, there were thirty six hundred vendors and twenty six thousand new products introduced at CES. That's an all time high. We've never seen that before, and that's the impact that technology is going to begin to have on our economy. It's a massive techno. It's a massive shift in the economic impact in this country. Let me let me give you an example of this, so we understand where we're at. Make this simple for everybody. Uh, let me give you the the fable of the king that wanted a new game. And he asked out in the kingdom and a farmer came in with a game of chess. And he said, here's your game, 64 squares on the chessboard, all the players. The king became so enamored with that game. He said, I'll pay you anything you want. The farmer said, okay. He said, I want a dollar a day for every square on the chessboard, 64 squares, doubled every day. In other words, a dollar the first day, $2 a second day, $4 a third day. Well, the king thought that was a modest proposal, and he said, I grant you that, uh, that pay. Well, by day 32, the payoff was $2.1 billion, and they were only halfway on the chessboard. If you go from day 32 to day 64, the number becomes more than a quadrillion, which I didn't even know existed before I started <laughs> looking it up. Um, the point of that story is this, that today with technology, we are truly on day 32. All the investment, all the money's been spent the last 30 years to get to where we are today. All the payoff comes over the next 10 years, 2015, 2025. You're going to see that on the impact that technology is going to have on this country and on our world too, in our lives. It's going to be massive. What are some of the technologies that you think will be significant over the next few years, Joe? Well, you know, McKinsey did a great study. They looked at 12, what they call 12 disruptive technologies. Uh, Let me just talk about a few of them. I know we don't have time to talk about all of them, so I'll just pick out a few. The first one, for example, will be artificial intelligence. The industry calls this AI. Uh, Back in 1995 or so, about 20 years ago, there were about 17,000 people working in artificial intelligence. Today, the number is more like 2.3 million people. And we recognize today that there are about 40,000 jobs in this area that are gone unfulfilled because we don't have workers with education to take the spot. But AI is a huge change. It's It's like a $6 billion impact to global GDP. And because America is a rich country and because we buy uh, mobile tech, we buy technology more than other countries around the world. This will impact us in a greater way. So when you look out in terms of technology and the changes that are coming, uh this is artificial intelligence is a big one. Let me ask you uh Tim, did you see the movie Her by chance? I haven't yet, but I'm I'm very interested in seeing okay, that. Well, yeah. Let me tell you what it's about. It's about a guy who buys an artificial intelligence on his phone. Uh where he interacts with the person. It was Joaquin Phoenix was the lead mm. in the role and the person that played the artificial intelligence was just just on the phone was Scarlett Johansson. And he interacts with this intelligence. He talks to her. He goes on dates with her. He gets to know her. He even takes her on vacation with him. And they have this relationship. Well, part way in the movie, about towards the end of the movie, and it's a romance, right? A it, romance with Siri? Is it kind of like the same thing? <laughs> kind of like Siri or Cortana or Google <laughs> Now, any of those. Uh, that's artificial intelligence. It, towards the end of the movie, he asks her, he says, honey, he says, uh, how many other men are there are in your life thinking that she might have one or two around the world? It's when she says 5.5 million that he thinks, well, this isn't going to work. And he breaks up with her and they move <laughs> on. But the point of that is that we're making huge strides in AI today. And movies, as we know, can be predictive. We know that they can take us places we we don't always think we will go. But our brain, with our brain, we can program into a computer uh, parts of our brain like uh, in engineering logic, uh, math logic, intelligent logic. But we can't put in values, judgments, or human emotion. Uh, and because we can't do that, AI can only advance so far at this point. But that movie was clearly one that indicated that artificial intelligence can and probably will someday be able to learn human emotion values and judgments and when you do do that it changes everything let me tell you where we are today Uh, there's a company called deep knowledge ventures out of hong kong and they put a artificial intelligence on their board of directors with a full voting chair all of 2014 and they loved it they said it wasn't it was an experiment but they loved it, and they're going to continue to do it. So in the future, as we look out with AI, we can see a day where board of directors are being maybe not run by AI, but certainly being a part of any board of directors around America. Uh, AI is advancing very rapidly. As a matter of fact, recently, Elon Musk and Stephen Hawking, the you know the mm-hmm. greatest physicist in the world, they've, they've put out warnings about how fast it's advancing. I mean, you see it as Surrey and Cortana, like I said, mm-hmm. but it is way beyond that. And, uh, you could do things in your business where you ask an artificial intelligence, if you had it sitting in your office on your desk about your business, what do I, what do I need to do to, to gain more business in an area that I, maybe I'm not, I'm, I'm not aware of. The AI can analyze reams and reams of data and give you an answer. Um, and you can even talk to it and discuss it probably in the, years, uh, in the years ahead of us. And not have to pay for its health insurance. <laughs> That's right. Well, in the movie Her, I always thought it was a great idea to have an artificial intelligence. I haven't dated in a long time because I'm married now, but imagine how cheap a date your artificial intelligence is. So, <laughs> Oh, my. Um, so
0: let's talk about, uh, we mentioned Siri, of course, but mobile internet and why it's important.
1: Well, you know, mobile internet is one of those kind of things where we've seen rapid technological change. Think about it. A few years ago, you had a flip phone in your pocket, mm-hmm. and now you have a full-on handheld computer. Uh, just just a few years ago, I think it was 2009, about 23% of Americans own smartphones. Today, that number is 75%. It's the first time in U.S. history that we can reach two-thirds of Americans on one device with marketing and advertising. We've never been able to use that before. And you've done work with Yelp. You know how critical this is today. Let me give you an example. When Facebook stock opened up in 2012, they did their IPO. Everybody thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be a big deal. Facebook opened at 34, went right to 42, 45, something like that, but then dropped back to 24. You know why? Because today, 50% of all Facebook users are using it on a mobile device. They didn't have mobile technology down. And the experts said that. And when they got it right, now their stock is hovered between 75, 70, well, 72 to 82, let's say, uh, in the past year or so, because they monetized mobile technology. They recognized how important that was. They did it. They changed it. And now they're they're obviously leaders in this field.
0: So we talked about robotics a moment ago, how that was a little bit different from artificial intelligence, but advanced robotics making, how is it making its largest impact?
1: Well, let me, let me tell you about Google. Google has bought eight companies that are in the robotics business. We don't really know what they're doing. It's, it, it, it was purchased by their super secret division, Google X. We're not supposed to know what they are, but there's eight of them. And, and, and I, I can't name them for you right now, but uh, we know that Google has brought this very diverse group of companies because they have very broad ambitions in the robotics area. Uh, right now we have, I think there's a product on the market called a that cleans your floors. Google's not even looking at that. They have these <laughs> these weird characters that we think can be used in war or for police work, maybe in construction or whatever. They have very humanoid looking robots. This area is changing dramatically as we speak. I mean, up in Northern California at a at a hardware store called, uh, well, it's a Lowe's store. It's Osh Orchard Supply hardware store that they bought up there. They have a five foot tall robot with an artificial intelligence that you can walk up to, ask a question. It can walk you to a certain part in the store, tell you what's there, like LED lighting. It'll walk you to LED lighting. You can ask it questions. It'll interact with you, tell you about the lighting. And if you're not satisfied, it can call somebody over to help you, uh, from, a, you know, from a human perspective. So that's a huge gain. But you know, up at CES, they introduced a robot called RoboBase uh, Personal Robot, $1,500. And this robot, for example, can do this. Let's say you're on your way home and you get, you get pulled in your driveway. The robot can open your door, turn on your lights, turn on the air conditioner heat wherever you need it. It can even preheat your oven. It can tell you what's in your refrigerator, what's in your pantry, and can make suggestions on what you could cook for dinner that night. It can <laughs> patrol your house. It can watch your dog. It can read bedtime stories to your kids. It can keep your diary. It can, it can manage your calendar. It has face recognition. It could take pictures at parties for you. And at this point, But But this is an actual robot. This is not a
0: software like a smart house or anything. This This is is a robot walking around, interacting robot
1: with a face on it, (laughs) and you can even put whatever face you want on it. Uh, This, (laughs) I think, the (laughs) marriage uh, rate is going to decline. (laughs) But you hear where we're going with this, and this is fifteen hundred dollars. Introduce at CES. It's available now, and there are other iterations of this, but this is how far we've come. So you take robotics. And you take AI, and then you also take the fact that you can update this robot with software to make it better at any time you want. As it improves, you can see that this is a whole different world we have today. This is R2-D2 all over again. I can finally have my robot from 1977.
0: (laughs) That's right. Or maybe Rosie from the Jetsons back in the 60s. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Okay, hopefully, you enjoyed and maybe even learned a little bit regarding the current state and future of the American economy, according to Joe Higgins. But most importantly, hopefully, you're feeling a little more positive about it. And that is exactly the message that Joe brings to your company or organization as he travels around the country as a keynote speaker on this very topic, along with a few others building high performance cultures, building healthy teams. Superior customer service and one of Joe's most popular presentations, and the subject of our next series, leadership. If you'd like to invite Joe to come on out and speak to your team, just visit q4qwithjoe.com. That's the letter Q, the number four, the letter Q with Joe.com. Click the Request Joe button, fill out the form, and Joe will get right back with you. We'd also love to play your question or comment for Joe right here on the podcast we make it very easy for you just pick up your phone and record a voice memo and then you can email it directly to me at tim at inboundpodcasting.com or you can even give us a call and leave a message at 888-983-5020 extension number two again all feedback is welcome finally please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast It is an absolutely free podcast and we will make sure that you don't miss a single episode if you subscribe. As soon as we post an episode, you'll find it right there in your playlist on your computer or even on your mobile devices or from whatever you might be listening to your podcast on. Thanks again for listening in. We'll catch you next time as Joe opens up a rather lengthy series on leadership right here in the Quest for Quality with Joe podcast. For Joe Higgins, I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network.